0: The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. So today we are joined with another guest, and it's a little bit more chatty, conversational episode rather than kind of interview style that I do with a lot of guests, because Stephen is actually my peer more so, we're both dental students, and he's a dental student in Tennessee though, and we talk all about his dental school experience and his first year that's kind of wrapping up, how our curriculums differ, maybe how they're similar, how our Journeys into dentistry differ and are similar. We have kind of a similar experience of getting into our dental schools, but we have different exposure throughout our lives and kind of different whys to dentistry. I do want to mention before we even get started that after you listen to this episode, there's a whole other episode for you to listen to if you have time this week and are interested because Stephen does have his own podcast called Teeth Time. So it's Stephen P. Ray Dentistry is his brand and then the Teeth Time podcast where I did an episode with him also. So if you want to hear him more so interviewing me and a different conversation, you can head over to listen. To that episode after, I'll be sure to share it on the Dental Download Podcast Instagram today, as well as try to put a link or something in the show notes of this episode. I don't plan on doing too much of an intro this week, just because next week we're going to have a full episode explaining how my D two year is looking. I'll be sure to ask you all on Instagram for questions for that episode, but basically just going to give some expectations, lay out what classes we're taking, if I know anything about. The upcoming semesters after this one. So if I know anything about fall or winter yet, maybe if I know when we're getting back in person, if there's any changes with COVID happening at University of Michigan's dental school and any more increase, like I said, to in-person activity, if I know any of that information, it'll all be talked about and just kind of letting you know where my head is at. As a second year dental student now at Michigan, which is just an absolutely crazy thing to wrap my head around. As I'm recording this, it's really just my first week of that program as a as a second year. Wow, see, I just said first year because I'm still so used to that. So, as a second year dental student, I'm really just getting started. But next week, we're gonna go way more in depth. So, I'm not gonna give too much of a catch up this week since I'm really just getting into the mode of everything. And that is really everything for this quick little intro, though. I hope you all enjoy the episode this week with Stephen, and I'll talk to you after. Hi, everyone. So we do have another guest here today, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Stephen. I am a first-year dental student and a YouTuber. I am a, a student at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center in Memphis, Tennessee, And, uh, as I said, in my first year here and decided to kind of start documenting my journey and that's how Haley and I ended up kind of connecting. And so uh, I think we have a lot of similarities and I'm super happy to be here.
0: Yeah, definitely. I found uh, your YouTube channel. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. And then I saw you started a podcast. I'm like, all right, we definitely need to get some content put out together. So I'm excited, Absolutely. excited to share you with the people that listen to dental download podcasts and talk a little bit about your dental school experience. And I guess for starters though, do you just want to give a background on like your undergrad and like how you got into your dental school?
1: Yeah, sure. So I guess uh, an appropriate place to start is, is kind of like why dentistry for me. Um, my father is a dentist and, uh, so growing up, I think there was no, there was never any pressure for me to become a dentist, but I think he recognized how wonderful profession dentistry actually is. And he saw a lot of qualities in me that, you know, he thought would make for a good dentist. And so for years, it was sort of assumed in my family that I would end up following him into his, into his practice and eventually take over. And, I never really thought a whole lot about it until, honestly, until I got to college and, you know, I went through all the experiences that you go through in college and learned about myself and what I wanted from life and got more serious about my future. And that's when I realized that uh, dentistry actually was it wasn't just something that my dad did. It was something that I wanted to do as well. So I went to a couple of schools. I started out in, and I've told this full story before it's kind of long and winding. I'll keep it relatively short. I started out at the university of Tampa, uh, to play lacrosse there. And, uh, that experience was, I could talk about it for days and it was incredibly formative for me, ended up transferring after a year and went back home to the university of Tennessee. I'm from Nashville, uh, the university of Tennessee undergrads in Knoxville. And the transfer, I did it for many reasons, but one of the, definitely one of the reasons was that I thought it would help me with my chances at the university of Tennessee health science center here in Memphis. And that, you know, this, uh, this is a school that my dad went to many, many years ago. And I thought being in the system at UT would kind of help me kind of just get in with the admissions department a little bit. And that actually ended up being true. We, we had the opportunity at, at the pre-dental club there to meet with some of the people in admissions here at UTHSC, so the move ended up being really good. And yeah, my my experience in undergrad was just me sort of rediscovering how I needed to approach school in order to get the best grades possible and to eventually get into dental school. And I think I I went through an interesting journey with that. But uh, I I do I, ha- I have a lot of a lot of outlooks on all of that and. I, I, that's why I like connecting with pre-dental students because I understand that experience so well. And I understand how nerve wracking and scary it can be. And I think that's why people like yourself are, are doing great work because you're helping out so many people. So that's kind of my little bit of my background in reaching dental school.
0: Okay. Awesome. So, um, about how many big programs did you have other options or was Tennessee, like the only school you got into, how did you end up choosing Tennessee?
1: Yeah. So Tennessee was for sure. Like I said, it was, it was definitely the number one. It was, you know, it was where I wanted to be. It was, uh, I guess I was a legacy, but that doesn't really mean a whole lot. It doesn't mean as much as people think, I think in dental school, it's, you really have to have your own merits, but, uh, I, I did also consider, like I said, I'm from Nashville. So I considered Meharry, um, just write down, that's actually like 10 minutes from where I grew up. And then I also looked at Louisville and, uh, the medical university of South Carolina were a couple other ones that I looked at. Um, I think, I think everybody, not everybody, but I think most people have their number one and they have their place that they that they see themselves. Maybe it's like me um, and it's that it's the closest school or maybe it's just they visited there and they felt like it was home for them. Um, so I was definitely excited when when I was accepted at Tennessee, because like I said, it was just it was really the one that I. I saw myself at, I would have gone to any of the schools that accepted me. Uh, But Tennessee was, was definitely was the one. So that's kind of, that was how that happened for me.
0: Yeah, that's very similar. We have similar and also different, like no one in my family is in healthcare at all. But similarly with the school, like I always knew Michigan was my top choice. It's relatively close to my family and everything. So even though there were other schools I applied to and maybe get accepted to like as soon as I got into Michigan, I was like, I'm going, like, <laughs> hands down. So,
1: so you went to Michigan State, right? For undergrad. Yeah.
0: So, rival schools yeah, in that that's way. <laughs> yeah. I bet that
1: was, I bet that was uh, fun for some of your friends at Michigan State. They were like, you're, yeah. uh, you're becoming a Wolverine. That's, yeah, that's betrayal.
0: Yeah. Lots of jokes about being a traitor, but <laughs> I think I still have the like allegiance for sports to my undergrad. But
1: yeah, that's, that makes yeah. sense. I think. Uh, Yeah, UTHSC is pretty disconnected from Tennessee, Knoxville, because they're literally like six hours apart, completely across the state. But I would imagine that Michigan is like somewhat on the same in the same area, at least.
0: Yeah, we're integrated into like the undergrad campus. So So you probably have a lot
1: of people that have allegiance to the Mm -hmm. the football and all that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I'm excited. We have football tickets for next year. So I'm excited to start going to games and everything. It should be fun. It
1: must be fun to be actually good at uh, football.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. I don't know what that's like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hope it'll be a good season. I don't think I think everyone's probably a little rusty from all the off months and everything, right. but hopefully it'll be it's, good. <laughs>
1: it's been a weird year for sure.
0: Yeah. So, um, I guess now that we kind of figured out like why you ended up at the school that you're at, we were talking about this a little before we started recording, but how is your school year scheduled you're programmed? Do you guys get breaks and how often, and you were kind of talking about your exam schedule as well.
1: Yeah. So I think it depends on the year. Um, first year we do have more breaks than we than we have in the rest of our entire, uh, time. So first year starts, uh, let's see. First year starts in June and goes all the way through, excuse me. First year starts in July and goes all the way through June. So that sounds kind of crazy, but in the first year we do have a lot of breaks. I actually did the breakdown just to kind of see how many days we had off and I put it in a video and I don't remember exactly how many, but we, we ended up getting a good bit and that's just from actual breaks, like, you know, your, your spring breaks, your winter breaks. I think winter we had like maybe three weeks or a month and then spring break, we had a week. And then, you know, you have these random single day breaks that are kind of spread throughout the whole thing. So we end up getting a good bit of time off. Um, and like I said, we go all the way through June. So our final exam is June 7th and we start back for D2 year, July 6th. So we'll have a month. So that means like, yeah, the first year is, uh, you do get a good bit of break and you get more than like most people, all my friends who are working real jobs now, they don't really get those breaks. So it's still kind of nice in that regard. Uh, next year, we, we probably won't have as much time off. I think next year when D2 year, we're getting into the thick of things a lot more. And so I think we only have like two weeks for Christmas and all that. So it gets a little bit more serious. And then once you're in the clinic D3 and four years, uh, you definitely aren't uh, aren't having these kind of breaks because uh, you actually have patients you're taking care of and things. Um, and then as far as like how we do things, I, yeah, I was describing this to Haley earlier, but we have we we do integrated exams at my school, so we do integrated exams, and we actually have a, a graded uh, graded system, so we don't have pass fail. So the integrated exams, essentially, they told us it was to simulate the board exam that we all take a couple board exams to be licensed to be dentists in a few years. But essentially we combine all of our classes into exams that are just like big chunks. And so I have an exam this coming Monday and it has, I think, six subjects on it. And that is kind of a good thing and kind of a bad thing. It's a, it's a good thing in the sense that we do have periods of time where we actually can kind of take the foot off the gas pedal a little bit and kind of relax because typically the exams are spread out a good bit, like a month apart. Um, but it's also a bad thing because they're very, very heavy and there's tons and tons of material and you end up getting like 140 questions, which doesn't even really scratch the surface on the amount of, it's kind of like the DAT, like you study for so, so much and you have no idea what you're going to actually get asked about. And so, uh, it's, it's difficult, but I've, I've enjoyed it because this time that little time that we have off is, is really nice. So that's kind of how we do things. I think from everything I've heard past is amazing. I wish we had it here, but, uh, but we don't. So I have to squeeze by and get, get my GPA, which is incredibly average. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I totally yeah, okay. relate to that. <laughs> it's, like people, it's like an undergrad. Most people to get into dental school, had good grades, but once you're in there, you kind of, at least for me, and a lot of my friends were like, wow, I'm like below average on every exam. It's oh, weird. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And that's been one of the fun things too. I've seen, I, like I said, I, I plan to, to go in and, and practice with my dad or practice for him. So I don't, uh, I think we'll probably eventually talk about this. I don't have plans to specialize, but I, there's a ton of students in my class that do want to specialize and just watching them have that undergrad mentality of, I have to get an A and everything. It's like, It's stressful, but at the same time, I like cheer people on. I'm like, you guys go like, this is awesome. Cause I'm just, you know, I'm like, just trying to get by. Um, and it is, it is funny to like shift your mindset because in undergrad, you're so every assignment, it's like every assignment has to be a 100, it has to be this. And then you get to dental school and you can kind of like relax a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, I think the stress is, it's a different kind of stress. Cause it's just so much material. So the the outcome isn't necessarily what stresses you. It's more so just like getting through everything and making sure that you've done enough to to keep your head above water, I think.
0: Yeah. And a lot of it is like, what of this information is going to apply to my patient care? And like, that's, I think, what right. a lot of people that know they want to go into general focus on, like actually learning and understanding versus trying to get an A because they want to specialize. And that's the unfortunate thing about the way like graded curriculums are because ours is the same. We're not pass fail either. So like those people that do want to specialize, they are just so focused on the grade that they might miss out on like getting to really sit with certain concepts and try to actually like understand them in a clinical sense. I Absolutely.
1: Guess. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree completely.
0: Yeah. So the other thing I was curious, I know, so you mentioned like your integrated exams are something that's kind of unique about your program. Do you feel like there's anything else that makes your curriculum or your program kind of stand out and that's unique?
1: So, you know, I think for this one, like I obviously I only know my school and I haven't, I don't know a ton about what other schools do, uh, but every school is different. So I think from what I've heard, I think Tennessee is actually very clinically focused. Um, And that's just been from like people that I've talked to around at other dental schools and, and Tennessee themselves. It it tends to be pretty clinically focused. Uh, So we, what we've done this semester and last was we really have a heavy focus in our first year on operative dentistry, which is like your bread and butter stuff. And they really want us to be very, very good at it. And I don't know if that's unique about Tennessee, but I think just kind of from looking at some of your content, like some of the stuff you guys have done, like you've done a bunch of different things in lab that we haven't touched. And I wish we did, like we had a little bit more of a diverse uh, set of things that we did in lab, but we are cutting preps like all day, every day. And it's like, cause, and you know, the when we actually take our preps up to be graded, they're so particular. And I think most dental schools are like that, but I I like, it's often that I cut a prep and I'm like, they're going to see an issue and it's right here and it's not going to get signed off. So I think Tennessee is very clinically focused. I think they push us to to be the best dentist we can be. I don't know if that's necessarily a unique thing about my school. I'm sure that there's a lot of schools that do that. I will say for this year, going through the pandemic, uh, one unique thing has been that we actually had our cadaver labs for gross anatomy. And I know that speaking with other dental school, uh, other dental students, there were a bunch of people that weren't able to have an actual cadaver lab and just had a bunch of, you know, PowerPoint slides of, of images and things. So that was a really cool experience. I think, uh, it's one that I really looked at as an, as an honor, um, something that kind of would, would bring me into the healthcare profession. And I think I'm really happy that we were able to do that. So yeah. I don't know if that's a great answer for that, but oh, uh, good. <laughs> it's been awesome. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Our cadaver lab did get basically canceled also because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. So you're definitely not wrong about that. And yeah, I agree. It's awesome that although it might, might not be like the most unique thing, like that you're saying your like preclinical faculty are like very, they have high expectations for you and you're very like repetition skills-based. It is unique in a way that that you can say that, like, that's, so important to them, because I think that speaks highly of like the education that you're getting. So that's awesome.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Is there anything that sticks out as like a cool fact or something really interesting that you learned this year that you maybe had no idea about or that you were interested to learn more in depth?
1: Hmm. I think, uh, gosh, I haven't given generic answers, but I think just some of the things that you learn in your first year about the development of the dentitions is kind of cool. Uh, there's, there's, I'm actually taking a, a development course right now. And there's a lot of discussion about how the dentitions develop in both in utero and then like natally. So my sister, my older sister actually just had her first child and my, her husband is a dentist as well. So I kind of failed to mention that, but he, uh, he's, a he's been out for like two years now. And so, he obviously knows all these things too, but I, I text her all the time and I ask when she was like pregnant. And then now that she's had her baby, I, I ask her all of these questions about like how, what he's, what he's doing, how he's developing and things. And, uh, it is kind of cool to know those things because I, I knew nothing about the development of a child. And now I think, I think a lot of dentistry, which maybe people wouldn't expect but a lot of, a lot of early uh, learning about dentistry is, is development learning how the the head develops and, and obviously the teeth. And so there are some cool, like facts about just random facts about teeth and, and things that I, I guess I could take away. So yeah, nothing yeah. specific is coming to mind. I don't know why, but yeah, I get that. there's a I, bunch of yeah. like weird little random facts that mm-hmm. you'll learn and things like, you know, like, for example, I was just, I was just learning about, I think I, think I had it in the past as well, but just teeth that can be congenitally missing. I, I myself had a couple of dental anomalies. You're not even dental anomalies actually pretty common. So I had peg laterals, maxillary peg laterals had those crown when I was young, uh, for those that aren't in school yet, essentially your maxillary laterals, uh, lateral incisors come in undersized and they don't look great. They don't give enough space for the arch to develop. And then I also had, I didn't have the development of my mandibular second premolars. So that's really common as well. So I still have baby teeth in my mouth. I'm going to have to get those pulled eventually. Um, So I still have my, basically my primary second molars. So a couple of weird anomalies about me that I never really knew until I got to school and understood, understood things a little better.
0: Yeah. So I was going to say, when you're talking about the development, we did like a developmental bio class in the fall And then this past semester, we just finished up um, because we're on a break right now. We had genetics. We were talking a lot about like the genetics of like dental anomalies. And I think that's something really interesting because I don't know, at least we're like I'm from if anyone has a dental anomaly, they've probably gotten it like addressed aesthetically. So you wouldn't even really know. So I feel like so many things I haven't even been exposed to. So that's very interesting to like see the clinical cases and do case studies and everything.
1: Absolutely. And I will say just from my limited experience going back home and, and seeing my friends from high school and stuff, like they're already asking me questions about their teeth. Uh, a common one is how important is flossing actually, <laughs> which I think is a funny question. I'm like, it's actually very important. Like think you're, if you're not flossing, you're, I don't know, this is probably an incorrect percentage, but you're missing like some crazy high percentage of your tooth structure if you're not flossing. Um, but we all, we all miss it every once in a while. so. It is funny. It's cool to like actually finally learn your profession, I think. And that's been one of the best parts about it is you go through so many years of just learning things that are, you know, they're interesting, but they're not necessarily what you're going to be doing every day. And so finally getting in and learning some things that, that will apply that you'll actually be able to sit down and tell a patient. It's really a cool experience.
0: Mm -hmm. I totally, totally agree. It's something I've noticed after finishing the first year, like being able to like explain things to people even if it's only a couple things that i fully understand it's still progress from like nothing right so for your youtube and podcast can you talk a little bit about why you started them and kind of what your goals are with that
1: sure so i I've always had sort of a, an artistic side, a creative side. Uh, when I was, when I was younger, going through like middle school, high school, I always was in art classes. And I would say like, of my mom has five kids of the five, I didn't get all of it. My older, I have an older brother who's actually an artist. He's like ridiculously good. And I had some element of that, but I always had this, uh, I can't remember what, what sides they typically say, but one side's the scientific side, math side. And the other is the artistic side. I've always had a, a decent mixture of that. I think a lot of people in our profession get really, really a lot of the science brain and the math brain. And uh, I actually always felt a little bit more comfortable with the artistic side of things. So from a young age, I <clears throat> became interested in cameras. I don't really know why or how, but it, I, I began to integrate working with a camera into my sports career. So I, I actually started a YouTube channel when I was in like eighth grade about lacrosse and I Started stringing lacrosse heads and and just started making videos about what I was doing and back then YouTube wasn't huge and so I was kind of in this little community of lacrosse players that would watch my videos and things and it was a really fun experience. That's kind of what I did in er early high school Um, and then you know I went off to college. I didn't really touch it. I I did a few things. Worked with the camera a bit throughout college but didn't do a whole lot of it. And then as a as a fifth year senior, so I took an extra semester in college. I randomly was on YouTube and found karma medic. And I kind of saw what he was doing and the content that he was creating as a, as a med student. And I was like, you know, I could, I could do the same thing, assuming I get into dental school. So I waited, uh, till acceptance day. And I told myself if I'm accepted, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and just see what I can, what I can produce. And that's what I did. Ended up starting my channel and made a few videos. And then I had the The classic thing that I think everybody goes through, which was the, the doubts, uh, which I don't, I think they were just, I don't know where they came from, but I, I was, I sort of built this thing up in my head that my classmates would think it was strange that I was putting out content about what we were all doing. And, you know, I didn't want to present myself as some special person who had achieved all these things. So I just kind of talked myself out of it and I stopped for the better part of a year And then uh, last semester in my first semester of dental school was like halfway through it. And I just kept, it was like every other day I would have an idea for a video, something would pop in my head. I I would say I could film this, I could do this. And uh, I just kept thinking about it. And finally I was like, why am I, why am I preventing myself from doing this thing? Uh, Because I think what, what we do is so, you know, it's so analytical. It's so by the books as, as students and having a creative outlet can be really good especially for somebody like me who has that kind of creative side. So I, I just said, screw it and started filming again. And the funny thing was I, everybody in my life was super supportive. Everybody thought it was amazing. So I started, I started making videos again and I've been doing it now consistently for, I don't know, six, seven months and I've seen some, a little bit of growth and that's been really fun. And uh, as far as the podcast, that was sort of, I started thinking about how much time I was having to put into these into these videos, which is extremely time consuming. Um, I love doing it. It's very time consuming though. And so I was like, how could I continue to get information out and content for the people that enjoy watching my stuff? And I thought, well, podcasts would be interesting. I've always listened to podcasts. It's been something that I I do when I'm running or taking a shower or driving or doing anything, I just throw podcasts on. And so I was like, I, I think I've listened to enough to pick up the general idea and uh, so I kind of just started one on my, on my channel and it's very, very new. It's very early, but it's been fun. I've had a couple interviews with, uh, with some other creators, Joel Myerson and Jack Hahn. really good conversations. And I like the style of a podcast. So I think as far as goals, I really do see myself continuing to create content as, as an actual dentist. So I would love to, you know, document my experience throughout dental school and then continue on into my career, I think the content will, you know, will grow with me and it'll grow with my audience. So now the content is really based on mostly like your first year of dental school. There's a little bit of pre-dental stuff. I think people like yourself have covered that stuff a lot better than I have, but as I grow, my audience will hopefully grow with me and we'll go through school together and then we'll get into practice and start tackling the questions of you know, how you're getting into your dental practice, you know, hiring, how you're, how you're building a team, you know, the actual procedures, what you're doing there. So I I really do see myself doing that. And I don't know, I guess, I think one thing I've seen about people on YouTube that have success is that they build an audience of people who really enjoy what they, what they create. And once they get to a certain point, they can kind of just create whatever makes them happy. And so you look at another person like Ali Abdal, and I'm not saying I'll ever get to his level, but he can make a video now about you know playing a video game and you know tens of thousands, hundred thousand people watch it because they just appreciate him and they like his content. So I think as you get into it, the further you get into it, the more you can kind of experiment with your own stuff and put, put things out that just make you happy. So we'll see where it goes. I don't know. I'm excited to watch it though.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. I totally agree that like it just takes like consistency and connections with people and then you're building that community and then from there, like you said, they'll grow with you. And same thing. I think that as we get into more of like a professional space and graduating, the content's going to like switch up a little bit, but still it can be there if we want to be putting stuff out. Mm
1: -hmm. And is that, is that something that you also see? I don't, I don't mean to become the interviewer, but you also plan to kind of make content as a, as a dentist.
0: I think I would love to. And again, I have some people that I kind of indirectly like I feel like are my mentors just right. like online that are already practicing and I plan like in my later years to kind of set up calls or something with them and just be like looking for insight on like a transition between because I feel like as a dental student you can kind of have more yes it's dental student life but it's like lifestyle like sure style of content so I kind of want to pick people's brains and be like how can I transition this to be still like something professional, but still like down to earth and actually showing like behind the scenes or showing whatever the process may be. So I think I want to get more perspectives from people in it, like actual practicing industry, but also people that are in part of like the digital space, not just like random dentists that don't really get involved with everything. So I'm interested to kind of pick people's brains and see, but I'm hoping that podcasts and YouTube can continue growing just like with me and like as maybe like a bigger like brand as a whole and kind of mesh with my actual private practice would be nice (laughs) (laughs) to figure out a way to do it all, but we'll see.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you are, you're building a brand around your name, which I think Mm -hmm. is really interesting. And it's something that, you know, I wanted to do when I went into it, I was like, I'm just going to put my name on the thing and uh, eventually people might know my name just from that. And then I don't, I don't know how much it would actually affect my, my practice eventually in dentistry, but it could, I don't know. We'll see. So.
0: Oh yeah, I've heard from people that even just do like Instagram as dentists that they get patients from that because they're like, "You seem so cool. You seem so real. Like right. I trust you, yeah. so they want to come to them." So I really do think that it is a great thing that you're doing.
1: Absolutely, and I could say the same about you. I think there's there's some people that are already so I'm like super. It's crazy to me. I'm super thankful for. It. There's some people that are actually, I, I feel like they would like fly to come have me do dentistry on there. because they're such big fans. I don't know if that's true or not, but there's some people that are like, really, they're just awesome. And they're so supportive. So uh, it's been really, really cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I guess I have one last thing I wanted to talk about here. Just, I guess, reflecting so far in your first year, is there anything that you feel like is a big life lesson or anything that you've kind of taken away? I feel like we all like go through a lot of development, self-development in our first year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, this year as a whole has been huge for me because, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for your, your time from like 18 years old through 24, 25, because you live your entire life in one place with two people plus siblings, if you have them and you uh, you're, you're so confined into one space and that's great, I think. But once you get to that point where you're going off to college, it really becomes your life for the first time. And there's a lot that happens in that portion, in that, you know, period of time, uh, you discover a lot of things about yourself. You discover the types of people you want to be around, the things that you want to focus on in your life, the things that make you happy, the things that you don't like. And I think even moving out of undergrad, the same could be said, because in undergrad, you get into sort of a pocket, you have a group of friends, you kind of live together, you do certain things. And then you go off, if you go off to dental school, it's like, it really becomes your life to live and you can actually really focus on the things that you want to tackle. So once I got out of the, I have to get A's on everything and I have to be super strict on, you know, school and everything like that and got into dental school, I was able to really focus on things outside of school that I thought I needed to focus on. So the beginning of the pandemic, and I think the pandemic maybe too played, played a role in this, but at the beginning of that, I started to really focus on my health again. Got, I like I didn't plan to, but I ended up losing like 15, 20 pounds and just gotten way better shape than I used to be. I started eating healthier. I started sleeping more, started drinking way more water and just doing these like weird things you wouldn't think about because you're, when you're super into school, you kind of tend to neglect some of those things. So I started to really focus on just becoming better in all aspects of my life outside of school. And I think the good thing about dental school for me is something that people wouldn't think. And it's that I've had the opportunity to do these things. I think everybody sees school as this crazy thing where you're never going to have time. You can't ever breathe. You can't do anything. For me, it's been the opposite. For me, it's been a chance to really become the person in life who I've always wanted to be the best version of myself. And I think I wake up every day and challenge myself to do that. So I don't know if everybody has had the same experience with school. I think most people actually would probably say that, you know, they focused on school a lot more and it was a lot tougher, but for me, it's been a great opportunity to continue to grow and, and build on the things that I really wanted to to tackle because for the first time in my life, I am really pretty stable in my career. Uh, I made it to where I wanted to be. And now it's just a few years of, of studying and getting through it. And so it's been fun. I really have enjoyed it. It's been a good, it's been a good year for me, honestly, like just personally, Mm -hmm. it really has been. And I've been very, very thankful and blessed for that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that probably has to do with like our, I guess I don't know how often you guys are in person, but I assume that you still have like virtual lectures and stuff. We do. Okay. I think a lot of that probably has to do with us having a bit more flexibility with like the hybrid Mm -hmm. world of dental school. But I agree. Like I just think in general, like as an undergrad, people kind of look at you as like all like college kids, whatever, like you're, yes, you're independent, but like people expect you to just not really have it together. But then once like you're in dental school, I guess a lot of people did go right from undergrad or maybe took a gap year. So they're still fairly young, but I have classmates that are like very grown adults. And I think that everyone in dental school, you get treated as like an actual adult. And I think that that really helps with your like mental development and your the way you see yourself and like you said like valuing your time and understanding that like yes you're a student and school is important and you're going to get everything done but also you have a life to live and you can prioritize like what you want to do with everything so I totally like second everything that you were saying yeah, for me too. yeah
1: we we have I have classmates that have like two three kids I don't I don't know how you do that because I yeah. all of that that I just said I still feel young myself like I still feel like I'm kind of a kid and so I, I can't imagine, I couldn't even imagine having a dog. Like I would love to have a dog, but like just having that responsibility to be crazy. And so to have kids and to to do all this, I, I don't know how people do it, but they do. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I totally agree. Would love to have a pet, but also, yeah, I don't think I have enough time to give it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we covered a bunch of stuff today. Is there, I guess, like, do you want to shout out your different channels? Best way for people to connect with you if they want to follow, but also if they have any questions that they thought of while you were talking.
1: Yeah, so my uh, my major thing is my YouTube channel Stephen P Ray on YouTube. Uh, that's where I post. I post. I try to post at least once a week there, and that's what I put my time into. I also have an Instagram Stephen P Ray Industry. Way too long of a name. I wish I could change it, but I kind of, kind of, I've gotten into it, so it's going to stay. Um, and I am honestly notoriously bad about responding to things. I I respond to all my YouTube comments, but people message me on on Instagram and. It takes me a few days to get to it. I'm so sorry, but I <laughs> like that I need to get better at responding to, yeah. to Instagram, but I, a lot of times, and I'm really thankful for this, but people send me like really long things and have a bunch of questions. And so it's kind of like, I have to actually take time out and sit there and respond, which is, like I said, it's great. So if you do have questions, uh, I think the best way to probably be leave it, leave it on the comments on YouTube. Cause I usually get to those every day, but if, if not just, uh, find me on Instagram and I do love to, to try to help try to talk to people. I don't, consider myself extremely qualified to help, but I have been through the process. I know what it's like, and I think I can handle the, uh, less of the technical questions and more of like the lifestyle questions really well. So if you ever have questions about how to manage things, and just like, uh, what things to focus on outside of school, I think I'd be a really good person to talk to. So there's, there's my plugs.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, this has been fun. Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, that is the end of this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed. Again, you can look forward to another episode next Monday morning where I'm going to be sitting down, just me and you, and we're going to talk about my D2 year, go through my classes for this summer term, my expectations, and answer any questions that you have. So be sure to engage with me on Instagram at Dental Download Podcast. Submit your questions about D2 year and I will answer them next week. So I hope you're all looking forward to that episode and I'll talk to you then.